and welcome to episode 259 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I love to grow food in my allotment and garden. Now firstly, apologies for this podcast being a little late. Monday I came down with a rather nasty cold and sore throat which I didn't feel I could talk without sounding awful. But I'm better now and coming up a little later on I want to talk to you about reasons why I keep quail. But firstly, we have the diary and what I've been up to over this last week. Well, today's Saturday, the 22nd of February 2020. I've had an afternoon at home today and I've managed to do something I've wanted to do for a while and that was to move the chicken run. Now, this became quite apparent I needed to move it lately. With the rain that we've had over the last few weeks, the area the chicken run was in was becoming quite sodden and it was also becoming quite smelly, I've noticed as well. So my plan was to move the chicken run into the new vegetable bed that I built a couple of weeks ago. But when I measured it all up, I thought it would fit. But in reality, it was a very, very, very tight fit. So instead... I had some scrap decking board lying around and I've cut that to size to run across the bed and round the sides. And I've then laid the chicken run on top of this. Now that's quite a bit of work and ingenuity to get it all into place and, and nicely um, worked out. Eventually this actual chicken run and coop will go down the allotment when I get my new chicken run and coop. So it's only really a temporary measure but I just wanted to get things moved along. I'm also hoping by moving the chickens into this bed, they are going to be weeding it out for me, making sure I get no weeds when it comes to the growing season. Now that did actually take most of the afternoon, and the only other job that I managed to do was actually dig up one of the raspberry bushes that I have in my garden. Now when I moved into this house, there was a lot of raspberry bushes in some very, very odd places, and apparently many, many years ago, raspberries were planted, and as raspberries do, they spread the previous owners said the garden was completely covered in them. And this one was actually in a vegetable patch. So I dug that up and I've moved that into one of the new beds as well, where hopefully it'll root and grow on into some nice raspberries. I did prune back any of the older branches and I treat these raspberry bushes like summer raspberry canes. There'll be a few more to move as we start clearing out the potager area throughout this year. But for now, we've got the chicken run moved and it has cleared me an area that I can hopefully next week, provided I get the materials, build another bed. Well, that's it for today. Tomorrow, if the weather is like this, I'll be going down the allotment and finally be able to do some really good work down there. Well, today is Sunday, the 23rd of February, 2020. I've had a morning on the allotment, just about anyway. Well, it's been quite windy today and it's been a few rain showers which have caused quite a few problems for me. Now, I came down here with the intention of doing lots and lots of jobs. Reality is, all I've really done is a bit of weeding and a bit of harvesting. Now, the reason for that is because of this weather, I didn't want to start anything that couldn't be dropped at a moment's notice just in case the weather got worsened. So instead I just went round with my hoe and just hoed everywhere that I could, which actually helped quite a bit in, in tidying things up anyway. And then I went round and I harvested quite a few vegetables actually. I've uprooted one of my kale plants that have basically started to bolt and that's going to go in with the chickens. I've harvested my last remaining leeks and that's what we're going to have for our dinner tonight. I've picked off some purple sprouting broccoli and I've also harvested quite a few Jerusalem artichokes. Now 
The Jerusalem artichokes are something I've grown for years, but I'm finding we're not eating as much as we used to. We're kind of going off them. So I'm thinking of trying to reduce the amount of Jerusalem artichokes that I actually grow. That's going to be easier said than done, because if anybody who has grown Jerusalem artichokes will tell you, they are very difficult to get rid of. The tubers that are left in the ground in a similar way to potatoes will grow again this year. And they also spread and they're quite difficult to get rid of. However, if I keep digging them out, there's a chance I will probably remove them all and keep on top of it. If that's what I decide to do, I'm probably just going to reduce the amount of tubers that I have in the ground, to be honest, and just reduce the amount that I grow and kind of get them back in control because they do take over quite a bit of land. That being said, they are rather a fantastic food source and something that is often overlooked, unless you are on an allotment, of course. Well, I'm going to head on home today and call it a day. Not the most productive days, not the most productive month for the allotment in February. It's been really, really annoying. But that's the way it goes sometimes. Let's hope that the weather and everything improves in March and we can really crack on. I'm noticing the evenings are actually getting lighter, so it won't be long till I can start popping down the allotment every evening again. Well, it's still Sunday the 23rd of February 2020 today, but it's in the afternoon, I'm back at home, and it turned out to actually be a rather pleasant afternoon. So when I got home, I carried on harvesting a few more bits for my tea this week. Now, I still had some carrots in a veggie pod, which I've harvested a few more of. Not the biggest carrots, but they're certainly good enough. And more importantly, they lasted right throughout the winter by keeping them in the soil. Now, I also harvested some celeriac. Now, celeriac I grew for the first time last year. So do seeds. Oh, let's have a look at the label, actually. Uh, I haven't actually got the date on the label, so I can't tell you when I sowed the seeds. But it's probably about this time last year. I grew, the, grew them on, and I actually planted them out in a window box. I don't know why and that probably was not the best way to grow them but I did harvest a few small celeriac bulbs which I've harvested today and I have used in the kitchen to make a celeriac mash but yes I harvested all my celeriac and then I headed into the podding shed and I've sown some more seeds I'm just going to head on into this podding shed quickly as well Ah, here we go. So yes, in here I have sown some lettuce, a variety called Little Gem, which are just going to sit out here in the potting shed. And then I've also sown some more peppers, a variety called Sweet Colour Rainbow, and some watermelon. Now I've tried many, many times to grow watermelon, and the first time I grew it, I grew a tiny, tiny little watermelon. But apart from that, I have not had much success with watermelon. In fact, I almost gave up on growing watermelon. But last year, one of my neighbours on the allotment, he grew a watermelon, which unfortunately got stolen. But he said it was getting rather big. So I kind of think that proves it is possible to grow watermelon in my area. So I'm going to give it another try this year. And I've basically just finished a packet of seeds off. Sown those, they, along with the pepper seeds, are going to go in my heated propagator where hopefully they will germinate and grow on and uh, continue on throughout this year and this season and more importantly provide us with plenty of food which is what I really really want. After that I had a bit of a play around with some of my seedlings now in here I've got basil seedlings, uh, coriander seedlings, parsley seedlings. Well I've moved some of the basil and the coriander out into the greenhouse where hopefully they'll grow on and this is just uh, afforded me a little bit more space 
then that means I can just have a shuffle around and free up more space. I've got some seedlings that need potting on, such as my cucumbers. But I'm just kind of creating a space. And what I am struggling with, and I keep forgetting this, is watering my seedlings, especially the ones that are on the top shelf. Now, because they're on the top shelf, they're above my eye level. So I'm kind of not seeing them and not able to really remember what's up there. So I am thinking I'm going to have to really move them along somewhere else, which um, is going to be a task for a, another time. So that's it for today. Quite a bit done here at home. I'm feeling like spring is definitely here. We are very, very close to March now, which means it won't be long until we are really really in this growing season and that's probably it for this week's diary section this week's tip of the week from little book of allotment tips is get to know your fellow allotment holders they'll usually be happy to answer many of your queries the older hands will know about local problems most gardeners are glad to dispense wisdom advice and the odd seedling Well, yeah, that's something I totally agree with, and it's something I've always managed to achieve on my allotment site. In fact, I've always made a point of greeting my allotment neighbours, and on a whole, they've always been very pleased to chat. Well, the reasons I keep quail... Now, I started keeping quail a few years ago, and I originally started keeping quail as a bit of an experiment. And it's because I had a few listeners contact me and say they would love to keep chickens but due to certain restrictions, we were unable to do so. So I started looking into other options and discovered that quail might be a really good option. I then had a conversation with a friend of mine who, at the time, ran her own poultry business. But she was closing it down and had to get rid of her quails, and I promptly brought those off her to start this experiment. Since then, I've kept the quails for the eggs, but I've also learned quite a few skills along the way, which I couldn't do with the chickens. Now, if you're not aware what a quail is, it's a small bird closely related to the pheasant. And the most common types of quail kept for egg production is the Japanese or Italian Coternix quails. And they are the birds that I actually keep. The first reason that I keep quail, and I've already mentioned it, is for the eggs. To be honest, this is probably the main reason to keep quails. After all, why wouldn't you want eggs? Quail eggs are rumoured to be healthier than chicken eggs. And I'm no dietitian, but I have looked into this and found that quail eggs contain a slightly higher percentage of protein, more vitamins and minerals than chicken eggs. I've also read that people are not allergic to quail eggs. I just want to reiterate, I'm not a dietitian, but I will add links to the research that I found for this if you do want to read any more on this. The eggs are quite small compared to chickens, of course, and I would say the quail eggs are probably a bit larger than a marble, but they have a much higher yolk content. It does take a lot of these eggs to make an omelette, and even then the omelette will be very, very yellow due to the high yolk content. But the great thing about quail is they don't need a huge amount of room. I've seen many examples of other quail keepers keeping their quail in hamster cages, or I've seen... um, stackable quail cages which actually take up a very small footprint but because they stacked on top of each other they can hold several quails now i'm not actually keen on this sort of restricted space for the quails it's too much like battery farming but i do like to give my quails a sort of as large area as i possibly could and the area i keep about four quails in is about 1.5 meters by one meter give or take 
Now that does give Quells enough space by far, and it doesn't actually take up a huge amount of room. Unfortunately, it's illegal to let Quails out in the wild, and if you try and let them out to free range like you would do with chickens, they will probably fly away and they will not last long. They, they will be eaten by rats or foxes rather, rather easily. But as I say, because you can keep them in a small area, I keep about four quails in my area. It means I can possibly get up to four eggs a day and about four eggs are probably equal to one chicken egg. A question I often get asked is how do quail eggs taste in comparison to chicken eggs? And the truth is, I find there's very, very little difference in taste. The quail egg might be a bit richer, but I can't really tell any difference. But what I do find, and this is one of my favourite things that I love to do with quail eggs, they are the perfect size for scotch eggs. Cows are ground dwellers and therefore they don't really fly unless spooked. And I've heard many people that keep them in an aviary. Uh, with, with other birds and the quails are there just to be on the ground dwelling and pick up any spilt seeds. I have found that when they get spooked they do fly up and that is when I tend to lose a quail. The thing is when a quail flies it flies straight up and if the headroom is high enough that it can pick up some speed it's possible it could fatally hit its head. And I've heard that's why many people keep their quails in quite low cages. It still doesn't appeal to me. It still feels wrong to me. I do like to give any animal as much space as possible. Another reason that I've kept quails is that I've learned the ability to breed them and then learned how to hatch eggs. Now on the most, quails have lost the ability to brood their own eggs due to being in captivity for so long. Occasionally it's possible a quail might go breedy, but it's pretty rare. Instead, I have had to place eggs in an incubator for just over three weeks in an attempt to hatch more birds. Now this is something that I can't do with chickens, mainly because of the noise of a cockerel. It's too noisy, especially at sunrise, and that would not be fair on my neighbours. Instead, quails have enabled me to hatch new birds and incubate and that's a pretty awesome skill in my opinion especially this day and age where these kind of skills are being lost now quails on a whole are pretty quiet especially compared to chickens and chickens i really think are quite quiet anyway now the males do crow and i have actually got a little recording of a male quail that i'll play for you now Now the neighbours, they do hear that from time to time when they're out in their garden, but they don't seem that bothered by it. In fact, they're quite curious as to what it is. And they don't tend to make that noise until later on in the day anyway. So that's also a really um, advantage that quails have over the chickens. Now I do think that quails are actually ideal for small back gardens for those who want to be a bit more self-sufficient. As I said, the eggs, they need a small space and it's possible to breed them. But when it comes to looking after the quails, I've got to say, honestly, they would take up less time than my chickens. All I really have to do is make sure they have plenty of food and plenty of water. And the food, I buy quail feed, which has got a bit more protein in it than chicken feed. And it costs me about £5 for a 5 kilo bag, which will probably last me about two to three months. It's nothing really in the grand scheme of things. I also try and supplement the quails feeding with some greens such as lettuce or kale and they absolutely love it and they'll go mad for it. I also occasionally throw in some corn or some seeds that they might like as well. Now the floor of my quail pen I actually use sand 
and the birds will use that as a sand bath anyway. And I also try and add a few pots of plants also, just to give the quails a bit more of a natural home and somewhere they can also hide from each other when they want to be on their own. Now weekly I do just try and brush out the top of this and with that I remove the manure and that will go straight into the compost bins. Now the manure is produced in small amounts but it's quite a cool mature so therefore it is possible to throw it straight onto a bed of plants as a manure and it will not burn the plants in the same way as chicken manure would. Now finally, my final reason for keeping quail is that they make fantastic pets. And they are pets. They don't like being handled in quite the same way as any other pets, but they like to be left on their own. And you can just watch them run around their pen and it's really entertaining seeing how they interact with each other, all the little games they seem to create with themselves and all their personalities. So if you do want to keep chickens but are unable to do so for any reason, then perhaps quell is the way to go. But thank you very much for joining me this week in the Pod and Shed. Now if you want to contact me or find out more, then head over to the vegcrowdpodcast.co.uk or email me richard at vegcrowdpodcast.co.uk. Alternatively, you can find me on social media, just search for the Bedgrow Podcast. But until next time, please take care and I will speak to you again next time. Thank you.